Hey everyone, this is Leela Sinha. Welcome to Power Pivot, the podcast version two. This is where we talk about business, leadership, ethics, community, and the way it all fits together. I'm glad you're here. Hi everyone. It's been a minute since I've just spoken to you. I tried to record a poem about why we're having poems now, but it didn't really work out. So let me see if I can say what I need to say and not get sidetracked by some weird element of my childhood. Sometimes there are things you can't say in prose. And for me, that's most things, most feelings. The more important it is, the harder it is to put straight into sentences and periods and paragraphs. The first time I remember getting praise for poetry, I was writing about friendship, and it was fourth grade. And Mrs. Litvin, who had seen a lot and been through a lot already by the time she was a soft, round, gray-haired lady teaching in the suburbs of New York, and she said that it was beautiful, and she put it on the wall. I remember that it was Mrs. Litvin and not Mrs. Gus from third grade, because I remember where that yellow piece of paper, you know, that rough draft, blue-lined, newsprinty paper that we used when we weren't writing the real thing yet, I I remember where that yellow piece of paper went on the wall to the left of the classroom door just as you walked in. It was a haiku. They were trying to introduce us to poetry forms. This is back in the day when they thought that was an important thing to teach. I wish they still thought that was an important thing to teach. But I've never liked poetry forms. But I liked the way that poetry allowed spaces for the poet and the poem and the reader to interact. It wasn't so pushed. It wasn't so rushed. It wasn't so directive as prose. I have a lot, as you know, a very a lot of very definite opinions, but I also think that I am only one carrier of opinions and ideas and possibilities, and so I'd rather put what I think in front of you as a sort of a buffet or even like, you know, one of those restaurants where you go and you pick out the ingredients and you give them to the chef. Like pick out some ingredients, pick out some ideas from what I'm saying. If you can't figure out how what I said has to do with business. I I want that tangle in your brain to be generative. I want the tangle in your brain to be spacious. I want it to wander around in the crevices between drop-offs and pickups and groceries and doctor's appointments. I want it to eat popcorn in the back left-hand corner while you're watching that show that you love and watch with you and comment. I'm less interested in anybody picking up my ideas wholesale than I am in what happens when they become seasonings or seeds. Mustard seeds, foxtails. I know we don't like foxtails, but also I'm sitting next to foxtails. Sometimes I feel like clear, directive prose is exactly what we need, but more often than not, we have so much clear, directive prose around us, and then so much insidious something, that thing that some marketers do some of the time, where they create a gap that you naturally fall into because of the way our brains work, And then they act like it was your choice, which it sort of was, but that's not a thing I would call consent. So first, I want you to consent. I want you to consent to play with me in these ways. And then I want you to roll it around your mouth, on your tongue, to kick it down the road like a can or a soccer ball, to weave or knit or embroider it into something and see if you like to put it together with great long basting stitches to dig your thumbs in and see if there's a vessel in that lump of mud. It's art. I want it to become part of the art of your life, and I think prose is awkward and clumsy for that. 
Not always. I think there's a place for prose, and there's beautifully crafted prose out there, my God. But I like the uncertainty of poetry. I like the ambiguity of poetry. I like the way that images and pieces of your life that feel completely unrelated can overlap and run together, because that makes it easier for pieces of my life to overlap and run together with pieces of your life, and pieces of my thinking to overlap and run together with pieces of your thinking, and vice versa. I want your thinking to overlap and run together with mine. I want to have places and ways and structures that that can happen. And I'm not sure that those places and ways and structures are necessarily or even usually encased in the structure of prose. Language is an incredible tool. And they always told me I had to learn the rules before I could break them. But I only know the rules intuitively and I break them the same way. And I know that irritates people. But poetry is also the first place where I had to learn not to mind that poetry, and specifically my poetry, is not for everyone. So I'll keep doing prose. I will come back to it. I know myself. I circle through these things. I cycle around. But not just prose and not even necessarily predominantly prose. Sometimes I want the poems to work in a way that you don't know what what hit you and you're not sure how to feel about it. Sometimes I just want a gut punch because I want the world, because the world is such a place right now. Sometimes I want a snippet of beauty. And sometimes I want a complete sentence. So that's what I'm doing. I want to say one more thing. I make this sound like I planned it. I did not. I sat down one day, the way I usually do to record a snippet of an idea, the beginning of a sentence, and it came out as a poem. And it still felt like the right thing to do, and so I posted it. And then I sat down again a few days later, and it still felt like the right thing to do, and so I posted it. And after a while, I had to ask myself, what happened? You were making these prose essays, and now you're making something different. And so one of the things I learned in seminary is that sometimes it helps to explain. And so I'm explaining as much as I can. I'm explaining why once I figured out what was happening, I didn't stop it. I didn't tell myself that I had to stay in that form of prose. I didn't tell myself I had to stay inside the structure of an essay. I didn't force myself back into that. A large part of that is how intensives work. We can't be forced into a form simply because somebody said so, even if that somebody was ourselves. We need space to do things differently if that differently has integrity for us if that differently serves our larger purpose. And so once I noticed what was happening, I went back and took a look. Why? Why would this feel right? Why was this working? Why Why did I suddenly feel freer and more grounded and much more enthusiastic about sharing my podcast? And the answer was because there's a level of authenticity that's available to me in poetry that isn't available to me in prose. And as an intensive, that authenticity is absolutely vital to my pride in my work So if prose starts to feel like half a lie, I have to do something different. And what is that different thing going to be? In this case, it turns out to be poems. So thanks for being here with me in my intensive space, in my poetry space, in my ethics-oriented business space. Thanks for being nimble. Thanks for being curious. Thanks for being wise. Thanks for being creative. Thanks for wondering 
how it could be with me. And thanks for being with me in this moment different. Because this is where the change begins. This has been Power Pivot, the podcast. I'm your host, Leela Sinha. Thank you for listening. I offer gratitude for the earth and sky and the support and care of many who cross my path. Our post-production assistance is provided by William Jameson, and you can find him at jamesonav.net. You can find more of me and my work, including leadership consulting and keynotes, at intensiveinstitute.com.